Welcome to What Every Woman Should Know. This week, we have the pleasure of talking with Jill. Back by popular demand, um, she was our guest that talked about what you should do in getting a divorce. Now we're going to have her talk about a, uh, a very unfortunate circumstance that actually I know well, what to do with the death of a spouse. So Jill, welcome. Could you give us a little bit about your background again for those who maybe didn't hear our first podcast with you? Sure, Sarah. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast again. I enjoyed it the last time and I'm looking forward to it this time. So my name is Jill Steinberg and I am a financial advisor. I, my goal is to help my clients live their best life and develop peace of mind about their finances so they can worry about the rest of their life and not worry about their finances. I am a managing director and partner at Beacon Point Advisors. I run the Philadelphia office for the firm, which is a national firm. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm, meaning that we are not affiliated with any brokerage firm. My client base is mostly uh, individuals who have between one and 15 million in assets under management. We do a combination of comprehensive wealth management, which involves financial planning, as well as investment management. As far as clients, I work with all different types of clients, men, women, couples, individuals, but I have a particular passion for working with women, especially those who are going through a life transition, whether it is the loss of a spouse or a divorce. Well, which leads us to this topic today, which uh, for those of you who listen to the podcast, you know, I am a widow. I was uh, widowed very young with a six-year-old daughter, and I didn't know this. I did not have a podcast to listen to. So that's why I've invited Jill back to kind of take us through this. Um, and from firsthand experience, I'll tell you, ladies, you're kind of lost when you're when your spouse dies, um, you're kind of a bit in a fog. So uh, Jill will give us some some helpful uh, pointers on how to handle this. So losing a spouse, especially suddenly, uh, can be totally overwhelming, as I know. So Jill, what would you recommend uh, women do the, the first few days? So Sarah, I would say the first few days, you are in complete and total shock. Um, and, and look, I just on a personal note, I have not lost my spouse, but I did lose my daughter in a, in a sudden way. And I, I know that feeling of that first moment, that first week, those first, those first months where you're just in shock and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden your unit of whatever, whether it was four to three or three to two or two to one, it just rocks your world and you feel as if you're, you know, part of your body is missing. So I think the key for those first couple of days to week to two weeks is to really just just be, just focus on yourself, allow yourself to grieve. Obviously, you need to notify friends and family. You should notify your employer, your spouse's employer, your, any advisors that you have, your financial advisor. Um, make sure, you know, so, so just make sure the people that know, know. Um, make sure you have enough 
cash on hand and available on your credit cards because there are certain expenses that come up pretty quickly, obviously a funeral and the expenses that go along with that, that it's important to make sure you have some liquidity. Um, And other than that, right away, I would say just don't feel like you need to do everything right away. It will all still be there when you're ready to deal with it. So after, and you never, you're right, the shock is amazing and you're in a fog, but after you get through like the first month, six weeks, what's the next things that women should be doing? I mean, I had a, I have a little girl who, you know, I had to go to the social security office and handle Mm -hmm. all that. So are there, is there kind of a list of things you should do after? So after you, you know, after a month or or six weeks, so obviously if you do have children, making sure that, that their routine is as normal as possible is, is, is obviously important. Going to, so typically speaking with social security, the uh, funeral home will alert them at least for if the person, if you're, if you, uh, if your spouse was older, that will all get taken care of through the funeral home and the notification. But as far as fine, if you do have children who are minor, going to the Social Security office and figuring out what is uh, available for them is very important. I would say the other thing would be to build your circle of support. It's always important for you to have friends and family around for you as well as advisors. So you're going to need an estate attorney to help with the estate the logistics and the filing of the tax returns. It would be helpful to have an accountant and also a financial advisor can help you through this. Don't try to do it all yourself. This is, this is very specific kinds of things that we don't all do in our normal life. And again, you know, you're getting hit with the emotions and then you have to deal with the business part of this, uh, which is like rubbing salt to the wound. So I would say hire your people and then get organized, okay? So start, you need to take good notes anytime you have a phone conversation, you need to find your documents. Um, so anything related to any sort of assets that you own, any sort of things that you owe, any liabilities, any loans, any mortgages, any bills that you need to pay. If you're not the person that paid them, you need to figure out how to pay them and where they come and where the money is coming from. And any sources of income that you are potentially due from your husband's employer, um, any sort of pensions, and also insurance policies, right? So finding all of this, I mean, hopefully, you have done the work up front, but most of the time people haven't. (laughs) Right, right. So if there is no list, how do you do this? Well, hopefully there's a file somewhere uh, that lists all of these things or a drawer where you have your insurance policies and your will. You you have to find the will, right? And um, as far as bills, if they come in the mail, start putting them in a pile and collecting them. If you do everything online, hopefully you have access to the bank accounts and you can start going through one by one and figuring out what needs to get paid and what your expenses are. And hopefully, and this is important too in, the, in advance, is to try to kind of know where what the passwords are. And we don't all do that. We don't think to share that with our spouse. Um, so that gets that can get a little tricky. 
but trying to find as much uh, as you can as far as documents and income and expenses would be important up front. And so the, the one thing I recommend to my friends, so we're still in our 40s, and I'm like, listen, you never know, you have to plan. I mean, because you have to have it in a couple files, all the things you just talked about. I have so many friends who, who have lost their spouse who have no idea where to turn. They don't have the foggiest idea where any of this is kept. So please, if you're listening, I know it's terrible and you don't even want to think about it, but it will really make your life easier if tragedy does strike. So Correct. Right. Once you've settled the estate, uh, what, what do you do for yourself? I mean, I remember what I did for myself, but you know, what do you recommend women do for themselves? Yeah. So I think once the estate is settled, you really need to think about you and what are your goals in life, right? So you had these goals as a couple, but life has now changed and your goals may be the same, but maybe they're different. So I think this is a great time to work with an advisor if, if that makes sense for you or do it yourself. Make a list of your goals What are you, and divide them. What are your short-term goals? Meaning what do you want to accomplish in the next two years? What are your medium-term goals? Maybe two to 10 years. Maybe you want to buy a house, send a child to college. Uh, maybe you want to go back to school, change careers. Uh, and then long-term goals, retiring, being able to work because you want to work, not because you have to work. So really figure out where do you want to get to and then say, where am I now? What, what does my financial situation look like? And will what I have now make these things achievable for me or not, right? So that involves doing a financial plan. So you can work with an advisor or there are some online resources um, if you don't have the means to work with an advisor where you can think about what your assets will allow you to do. And really, if they don't work, if the, if the plan doesn't work, there are really two options I like to say, right? You have to either figure out a way to increase your income or figure out a way to reduce your expenses. So I think the other thing with expenses, it's not all about I have to cut this and I have to cut that. What I say to clients is write down your expenses and then really take a hard look and say, am I spending things, am I spending on things that are important to me or am I not? And it's always a good gut check, right? So it doesn't always mean that you have to decrease your lifestyle. You can just focus more on what's important to you and have a lot of satisfaction. It does come into clarity once you've lost a spouse, like what's important and what's not. And I would tell you, just from my personal knowledge, I really leaned on my financial advisor and she told me, you know, okay, we need to fix this or fix that. She gave me a lot of help. and But more importantly, she gave me peace of mind. Um, and, and that was very helpful to me. So I know I covered some things and I told people, you know, please get ready. But what else should they be doing um, to make yeah. the process a little easier? Up front, you mean? Yes, up front. So I think, obviously, there are three certainties in life, right? Birth, death, and taxes. And it's very <laughs> <true>. interesting, <laughs> right? We all know we, we're going to die. But we just... We hate two out of three of us. We hate exactly. the taxes and the death. That's, That's so funny. true, Sarah. Oh, and, God. 
And it's just, it's hard to plan. I mean, look, my job would be so much easier as an advisor if I knew when everyone was going to pass away. We, it, all of us, if we knew when we were going to pass away, we would be able to spend down to that last dollar, right? And just enjoy our lives. But that's not the way it happens. And often it unfortunately does happen suddenly. So I think we all compartmentalize things in the marriage, right? One spouse deals with the house things, the other mm-hmm. deals with money things. I know that's how it works. I mean, obviously, I'm the money person in my marriage. My husband deals with most of the house things. So I think, you know, you you do need to have some hard discussions. You need to share some basic knowledge. So you don't have to duplicate, but you need to write things down so that if something were to happen, your spouse knows where to go to accomplish X or Y or Z, right? Who do I call? So in our practice, we have what's called a vital information package for families. And we recommend that, Uh, our clients fill this out and it lists everything from all of your financial accounts to your doctors, to your, um, where are all of your estate documents? What kinds of insurance policies do you have? What kinds of employee benefits do you have through your company? Um, Any sort of loans that you have, mortgages, um, student loans, credit cards, things like that. Um, And, safe deposit boxes, personal property, all these sorts of things are somewhere and then you can put it into an online vault or an actual safe deposit box and really make sure that somebody knows where it is, whether it's your children, if they're of age, that they uh, are able to handle that, um, or you can just make sure your advisor knows or your attorney knows or your uncle or your sibling. Somebody knows and whoever needs to know knows who that person is and that's where they go. Also nowadays, it's important to include your email passwords somewhere. Yeah, right. Never thought of that. Yeah. Because so many things, you know, obviously, if you're not getting bills in the mail or you're not, right. you know, as so mo- most of us like things online now, if you can get into someone's email, it will be a lot easier. Also, your phone. I mean, right. It's very hard to get information off a phone if you don't know someone's password. So sharing that with your spouse will make it much easier in the event of emergency or putting a list somewhere that is secure uh, and letting a couple people know that it exists if they need it. Well, you know, Jill, this is a tough topic, um, but, you know, I had nine months with my husband and we were able to prepare as much as we could. But even we forgot, like the password to uh to his email oh boy that was a nightmare because you're right the bills came in there and i didn't have it i'm like oh no Um, right and nowadays you have to change them every three to six months right yes so So that gets complicated it sure does so i wanted to thank you this is such a tough topic but you know ladies if you're listening this is such an important topic that has to be covered and really no matter what age you are most people think you don't have to worry about it until you're older and that's that's just not true i mean i was in my late 30s when i lost my husband 
Um, it can, God forbid, but it can happen any day. So Jill, thank you so much for covering um, this really tough topic with us today. And thank you for being uh, here for a second podcast. So we really appreciate that. Thank and you, Sarah. Ladies, it was a pleasure. And ladies, if you're listening, uh, please be sure to go to www.tour.com for other episodes. And please join our Million Women Challenge, which is on the page called If Women Ran Washington. So Jill, thanks a lot. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Sarah.